there's no music. So, here we go. Uh, welcome everybody! This is the Minimap Cast, episode number 5 for the week of... This is the 21st of November that we're recording. Um, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. My name is Kerry Palmer. I'm one of the co-founders of Minimap. And I am joined today, as always, by... Jeremy Bratitich, who's falling asleep into his microphone. Not falling asleep into my... Hello. And June Williams. Good morning. It's... Afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of weeks since last time. There's lots of fresh news to talk about. There's lots of... It's it's the time of the year where everything's coming out as well. Um, we're going to be talking about Game of the Year, award nominations and stuff like that. But before we get into that... A prestigious minimap Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make an award that's like an A4 piece of paper, like we figure out some origami <laughs> nonsense that just turns it into, as like a circle. We just physically mail it to the studio, like, hey, congratulations. <laughs> let's make a map. It's just, let's make a map. <laughs> <coughs> it could be like the CBD is the winner of the, the award with all of the other nominees being the surroundings. That's a lot of work. That's um, a lot of work. What have we all been playing? What, who wants to go first with what we've been playing over the last couple of weeks? Mine's pretty... Mine's been the same as, like, the last month. Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> what year is it? Um, no. You told me. Red, <coughs> Red Dead. Red Dead? Yep. Still. Yep, cool. I'm Still going strong. I'm chapter six, though, which is, the like, the last chapter before the epilogue. So. Aren't there two epilogues? There's two epilogues. Yeah. Cool. You still enjoying it? Ooh. 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 Yes, but in a different way. Oh. Mm. It has evolved, has it? Mm, it has. Um, it... Is incredibly sad, oh. and the thing that I thought would happen has happened before I thought it would happen, mm. and it has just drawn out everything and made it incredibly sad for like the last chapter and a half, and it's going to be until the end of chapter six, or well, maybe in the epilogue. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Don't spoil this game for me, please. <laughs> um, and so, like, I'm enjoying it, but also like it's so depressing. Right. Um. And frustrating, um, because I don't, I, the story is just developing in a way that I hate. Right, but like not, you not don't hate. like the things that are yeah, happening. Yeah. It's a difficult story to be yeah. a part of. Um, so it's like what I was saying a couple of weeks ago about Life is Strange Before the Storm, right? It's like, I want to keep playing this game because it's so good, but also I don't want to make myself sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, but that's how it'd be, I guess. I mean, that's, that's, it's interesting because I've, I've noticed in the last sort of eight to ten years um and maybe i've just grown up and started watching these things more right because eight ten years ago i was 13 15 yeah um but like i i sort of noticed this sort of um tendency with things that were really popular like you it shows that people were watching like game of thrones or breaking bad or walking dead or it was like oh man did you watch this thing happen I was gutted yesterday. It was like people couldn't wait to be devastated, devastated by something. Yeah. And that's sort of the same draw with, I guess, The Walking Dead as a whole franchise, but specifically, like, uh, the Telltale games. Like, mm -hmm. playing through those, it's like, oh, man, this was devastating. I guess Can't wait to play the know, next one. I guess because, like, you know, um, it is devastating because the game or the show has made you feel for these characters so much that mm. when it actually happens, it is devastating, right? Yeah. So, like, it still gets you. Yeah, totally. And that's why it's popular. Um, and some people just like to be like, they like to have 
someone evoke an emotion from them. So yeah. like, yeah. that's that that in of itself is enough. But it, I, I found that quite interesting. I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that it's um it's hitting me so hard so soon. I mean, like it has been a month. I've been playing this game. Yeah, like, totally, um, totally. Like nonstop for a month, but um. I like knowing how Red Dead One ends and knowing how what happens in Red Dead One. I'm yep. Like I should have expected this. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew it was going to be sad, but like I didn't expect this kind of sad. I guess. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar thing that why people enjoy watching the Titanic movie. <laughs> <laughs> like tickets to watch the train wreck. <laughs> like, you know, there's no, there's no one that came out of the movie going, can't believe. The ship went down. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a surprise. But the journey rather than destination. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um. I guess we know nothing about Red Dead One. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people went into this game not knowing anything. So. No. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, because that game did sell really well on on in the last generation, despite it not having a PC port. People were clamoring for it for years. Mm. And also, like, I can imagine a lot of people didn't finish Red Dead one also yeah. so a lot of them probably like oh, yeah. doesn't a lot of people don't know the connection between the two games or m- maybe thought that Red Dead 2 could have been after Red Dead 1 yeah um, because you know the dates don't exactly stick in your head a lot of that time so. can I ask if you've had any emergent water cooler moment stories that come to the top of your mo- top of your head top of the dome anything any what's a water cooler story like like the sort of stuff I wrote in my article, or okay. like what Jeremy was saying last time about the the cursed family we ran into. I have so um, many. I have so many. That's all I do in that game. I found the KKK for the first time. Oh in wow! My through, which had taken a while. I was waiting to stumble upon them. Mm. Um, and no, I found them two times. The first time, I because I I didn't shoot them because I was waiting to see what happened because they were preaching in front of a giant cross. Right. That eventually goes up in flames when they light it because yeah. they're indicting someone or something like that and like the kid that is being indicted like catches on fire yeah oh and no and they all run away I can't believe you didn't say and then him. I killed the guy in charge right. <laughs> um and then the second time they were <laughs> they were uh hauling across like up a, up a cliff like Jesus style <laughs> um and it they slip and it falls and kills both of them oh wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> which like I hadn't heard about this. I heard that you could just kill them if you wanted to and you'd get honor for it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, fi- finding those was, was very good. I love yeah. that those, like, you know, there's probably more moments than that, but I love that the mo- those two moments is just incredible, like, misfortune happening upon yeah. their terrible crusade. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's, there's just so much stuff in that game mm. there's just a lot of different things that you don't really realize um expound what expound expound pretend i said expand i was about to say <laughs> um um more like the, there was the i think last time we spoke about that that creepy family yeah um, that crashed your game three times no 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 no, no the creepy family oh no, the, 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 the incestuous the, family yeah yeah um, and then we saw the tweet from Danny O'Dwyer that if you take the the woman back to the hole that they dropped you in, she's like, no, not here. Yeah. Um, which is like, that's sort of what the whole game really is. Just like a lot of details, which you could just entirely miss, but they thought about, oh, hey, I wonder if, I wonder what would happen if we did this. And totally. then, they did, then they did that. 
And so if you ever have that, hey, I wonder what happens if I do this. They've, they've catered for it. They have a response to whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many times they've had to, like, think of, think of a mission and think, like, oh, but what if some dickhead yeah. does this instead and, like, cater towards specific mm. people yeah. to have, like, so many offshoots. But, like, they did that early enough that they've recorded VO for it as yeah, well and yeah. specific animations and triggers for it. Like, yeah. it was really interesting because, um, like, yeah, Jeremy and I had this did this thing with this family and we didn't and then I, I forwarded this tweet that Daniel Dwyer put out which was a very similar story and the the way he ended that tweet we didn't get the same ending because Jeremy just shot both of them instead of kidnapping one of them but he wanted to kidnap both of them for a while um, and then he gave up yeah um, but he yeah Daniel Dwyer kidnapped one of them and then dumped Jeremy saying dump them back in the hole that they leave you in after they drug you um, and the way um, Daniel Dwyer ended his tweet was um Oh, how, how, like, what are the odds of me being able to do that? Like, who, who, I can't believe they thought that I was going to do that. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's interesting because we had the exact same experience. Mm. But it was player choice that helped that. They probably steered it in a certain way. Like, the circumstances of that and the way that, you know, you go through that world sort of give you that opportunity. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting the way you ended this tweet being like, how unique was this experience and they catered for it? I was like, was this experience unique? Mm. Even though it felt like it. I and, mean, it. And if it feels like it, doesn't matter if it is or isn't. I mean, I feel like it's unique because not a lot of games have the level of polish and detail that Red Dead does. Yeah. Um, like, as things go forward, you know, more and more polish, like, ends up in games and more and more choices end up happening. Um, but it, it, like, you know, most open world games, you know, like a Bethesda open world game or a Ubisoft one, it's very binary of you're doing the good thing or the bad thing, or sometimes the chaotic thing. Mm, but mm. it's very rarely the extra step after that whole interaction has somewhat finished that you can then do more. Yeah, that's true. And, like, I've been playing Red Dead 1 um, just for a couple of hours this last weekend, and there's so many times where, you know, mission finishes and, like, that's it, like... Yeah. everything's really structured around the mission twang your guitar and then you keep walking out exactly and then the NPCs the, the player characters like they either disappear or they become like really weird and if you bump into them they'll scream and run away and like I know that happens in Red Dead 2 as well but like you can really feel the difference in terms of world interaction in that game yeah. in, the, in the second one yeah like I've been yeah like I, I, I've, I've been sort of playing as chaotic as I can like I said last time but I've also started to have more fun with it now. Like, I've started to... More fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, I have. Like, I've been I, I've been sort of role-playing. Like, I wonder what what my stupid version of Arthur would be doing in this situation. Like, I told you, Eugene, this other day that there's a part where you meet, like, a... You, you get a letter from, like, a like a lover from a previous, like... Mary Linton. Yeah. From, like, a previous relationship. And she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm... I'm in town if you want to meet up. It's been, I know it's been a long time. You might not even reply to this or whatever. So I took Arthur all the way down to Saint Denis, bought him a tux <laughs> and top hat and bought him like, like, like a, like a suit from whatever that time period. How out of place did you feel in like Valentine? Oh, like, I, people I, are throwing up on the streets. I, I felt king of, of, <laughs> of, the, of the West. I, I, I looked so good. And I, I walked King of in. Blackwater. Yeah, I, I, I walked in on my little on my little brown horse, the one that still hasn't died since the beginning of the game, named Butters. Butters. And 
the horse is like maybe my height. Like it's not a ver- <laughs> it's not a very tall horse. Like you don't really have to climb up onto it that much. Um, Step onto it. And yeah, and so like fucking Arthur just waltzes right up to her and goes, "Hello, Mary." And unfortunately, she didn't say, "Wow, you look really good," but I looked fucking good, <laughs> and, and I knew I looked good, and that's all that matters. I don't need someone else's uh, uh, acceptance. I know I looked good in that game. And then did you hog tire and drag her out to the the, the field? Uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do that. <laughs> it's not. It's not as chaotic. But I feel like I'm going to um, kill everybody that she lives with because I don't think like that. I don't feel like that'll um, <laughs> close off any quests or anything. <laughs> anyway, this won't close me off to it. But if this were real, well, I mean, I I am playing like. So I, I figured I think I'm playing Westworld. <laughs> You're playing Westworld. I am. I'm I'm playing I really can do whatever I want and I wanna just push those boundaries as much as I can. Yeah. Um the only thing I've noticed that was at odds to that was when I found um every now and again there's like uh horse and carts and the cart is like a like a like a small little jail like for tr- prison transport. Mm. And as I'm, like, riding along on a horse, the prisoner yells out, Oi, you know, help me out. And and then the the sheriff on the on the horse goes, Oi, shut up back there. Yeah. And then he yells out, like, you know, I can I can tell you some information which might be useful. And you go, oh, yeah? And so, like, I just killed the two lawmen and shot open the thing. And he's like, oh, thanks, mister. You know, there's, a, there's an old house out here with no one living here. And there's a lockbox in there with a bunch of gold. You should go find her. And you're like, thanks. And he's like, thanks for freeing me. And I was like, great, now I have that information. So I hogtied him and put him on the back of my horse. <laughs> nice. And I was going to take him back to prison. Um, but then when I went into town, they're like, you're kidnapping. I'm like, he's obviously a prisoner. And they're like, bounty. And I'm like, what? No, he's a prisoner. <laughs> it was, yeah. Th- that was the only thing where I was like, oh, I feel like it, that could have catered towards what the, I was doing. The one time they haven't thought of that eventuality yeah. sort of a deal. Yeah. But also I'm okay with that because it means that hopefully a worker got at least some sleep that night. So, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yep. So, yeah. Red Dead is hello fucking game. Yep. Yep. That's that's the word on the street. Mm. Have either of you been playing anything else? You've... Um, no. No? No. Diablo on Switch a little bit. Yeah. How is it? It's fine. Like... It's Diablo. It's Diablo, but, um... Do you feel disgusted that it's not Diablo 4? Do you hate Blizzard that it's not Diablo 4? Um... Uh, I'm trying to think of a joke here. Yeah. I can't, I have <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it. I don't like the imagery system, but I appreciate what they've tried to do with it. Um, maybe, uh, maybe I need to. No, maybe I do like it. I don't know. It's. I think because it's different and it's not as. Um, so the thing you know I like about Diablo is is going into all those statistics and looking at it all to try and find what works for me and stuff like that. But mm. with the Switch version, because it's such a small screen like a small game I guess um, it's really hard to do that right, yeah. they've sort of just like simplified a lot of it to mm-hmm. be like this one's better than this one rather than thinking about well I have low stats on this and so maybe I should sacrifice this to build this you know <clears throat> um, is it more streamlined in that way it's more streamlined yeah, yeah. I think it's more accessible um, so I'll be interested to see if I continue playing that and make it sort of like my main account or not but right. um yeah, it's fine. Does the touchscreen work for the inventory stuff at all, or is it? I just... haven't tried the touchscreen actually. Right. 
Yeah, it's interesting the amount of Switch games I I, I want to use the touchscreen for, and then the amount that actually I don't it. use it for. But right. the one time I wanted, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of Breath of the Wild is the obvious one because right. that it's not in that. Just it'd be great to use it for the map, right? Okay, and the inventory, but they um they don't let you. Yeah. What if what else have you been playing, J Money? Uh, I've been playing two games. Um, Hitman. Hitman. Two and one, I guess, sort of. Together, yeah. uh, I'll talk about that. It was that game's really good. Yeah, that I, game is real good. I I, I barely played Hitman One. Um, I bought the first level when it went on. Well, I bought it. I was given the first level when it went for free, and then the second level as well of Hitman One. Mm-hmm. And then I played some of the first one and then didn't get a chance to play the second one. Mm-hmm. And then they announced all of the levels in Hitman One are playable in Hitman Two if mm-hmm. you own Hitman One. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, the humble bundle gave me Hitman One <laughs> about a month ago, <laughs> which was. A genius marketing roof because it made me go, yeah, all right, I'll buy Hitman 2. Yep. Um, that worked and it was a great thing because that game is exceptional. Yep, it really is. I, um, I, I, I have a soft spot for that game. I have a soft spot for playing that game with people. Yep. Because there's so many stories that come out of just interactions <laughs> with that game. Like, Jer- Jeremy's been streaming it the last couple of, um, for the last week since it's come out. Um, oh, man. And watching him shoot up a house I'm extremely good at Hitman Karen. oh so good you at know Hitman I'm, you know this so good at particular aspects of Hitman um but like I went to I went to a friend of ours Ollie who um he recorded uh, a game spoilers podcast with us in the last episode and I went to his house to play with him uh, for like basically all day on Friday um and we spent the entire day in one level yeah trying to do every eventuality and it was just a blast. It was so good figuring out all the aspects and trying to time things right to get the things to happen properly, and um, figuring out all of the the weird little challenges they give you to max it all out. But also um, actually understanding the level and being like, you become so fast at like, okay, so I need to be over here. I need to get into this compound. There's an underground exit over here. There's a tunnel that I can use this costume over here to get into that yeah. that basement. And then when it all goes wrong, you try and keep it going and. The, the thing that ended up happening most, so we played the Columbia level, which is like, there's like um, a cartel compound, which is like a mansion with 1,800 armed guards. Yeah. There's um, like an embassy uh, in the village nearby, and then there's also like this cocaine farm field. Is it like super cocaine or super some cocaine? Shit like that? It yeah. is. They, they're working on super cocaine. Good God. Um, but in that, in the cocaine fields, they have all of these cocaine bricks, all these packages, so that what you can use them for is um, non-lethal throws. They just knock people out when you throw them at people. Is it like a puff of white smoke? When yeah, you- yeah, yes. you throw it and it's Great. just... Great. Um, so what would end up happening is I'd always walk into these fields and someone would find me. Um, and because the fields... coke at them. Well, that's the thing. The fields were so large because it's just this, like, farm. And so I'd run, I'd, like knock someone out over on this other side of the path and the, someone else would be like oh someone's knocked out over there and they'd walk over and I'd throw another brick of cocaine <laughs> at them and then another one and another one and I'd start throwing hammers and soda cans and yeah. like ceremonial ceramic busts and like whatever I had that just knocked people out and it was ridiculous it was an incredible amount of bodies like no one found me they were just like oh someone's knocked out over there watch out and then by the time I finally killed the target and, like, walked out of there, I used my, like, hunter vision that shows you all the targets, yeah. uh, all of the people nearby, and it's just, it's just a sea of unconscious bodies <laughs> in the fields. 
It's just... a, a sea of unconscious witnesses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all orange because they've seen something happen to someone. <laughs> oh, so good. It's 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 such a fun game, but it's yeah. really interesting because um, I think the thing that gets me is that it's so silly the things that you can do, like stuff like that, and it's that's not particularly violent or anything. But then you execute one of the special takedowns, and it's like you're like throwing someone off a balcony after knocking them out like really viciously or yeah. something like that and then they get eaten by piranhas like it, because it's so silly for a while it's just be, it's moments of brutality are like that much more like yeah like intense, intense yeah. yeah um yeah uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that I'm playing that game a little bit differently to you than to you <laughs> um because I I've been doing this a lot lately I think I've been playing a lot of games role playing more um, because I think I'm more interested now in, like, how far you can push games. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing, you know, on Home Alone. June, did I tell you this? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you did, actually. Yeah. So, in Home Alone, in the first one, the two baddies, Joe Pesci and the other guy who's only known for Home Alone, <laughs> uh, they are the wet bandits because they rob houses and leave the taps running very rude in hitman 2 you can turn on the taps and overflow the sink as a distraction so someone will go oh what the hell's going on here so i've been playing that game where every single tap i find i have to turn it on and overflow the sink yep so the first level is in miami and it is it's like a like a formula one race course sort of yeah deal. it's it's like a yeah like it, it's 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 a, it's a finish line and a race at race control of a big race that's happening in Miami. Um, and it's uh, a pretty large level. Um, you don't realise how big it is because it's like sort of divided in half by the race course and then you realise there's like a whole other side of the level on the <laughs> other side of the race course. Um, and I was trying to find someone... like So I, I was walking and this guy's like, hey, you want to go in the VIP area? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you got any money? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I can't give you a VIP ticket. So I kept on walking. And I was like, I want to go in the VIP area. There's got to be something good in there. So I was looking around trying to find someone to try and figure out, like, try and find someone's costume that I can just beat them up and take their clothes. And just walk in. So I can just walk in. And I found someone who's, like, right outside a, like, racer's lounge or something. And she's, like, on a phone. And she's all alone. And... I know how this is going to go already. Yeah, you know, know, so I didn't know this, but... Um, it makes sense when yeah. you think about it, but I was just not aware that you can only take other men's clothes. Yeah. And she was standing outside a lounge <laughs> for a race driver. Um, and so I threw like, I don't know, like a brick at her or something. <laughs> like, and so I knocked her out and I'm like, oh, I can't take her clothes. So I dragged her into the bathroom to like hide her. And so... I go into the bathroom and there's like two more women in there and they scream and so I knock them both out and then I'm like, oh shit, so I gotta turn on all the taps. And, so I turn, and I'm like, fuck. And so I just dump all of them in the same cubicle and just leave. And about like, I don't know, like 20 minutes later, there's just like, like all of a sudden the little like window pops up on the top left of my screen and like all of a sudden all three of them are being woken up by someone who went in to check on the taps like 20 minutes later I'm like oh fuck and so all of a sudden like my costume that I was wearing 20 minutes later like became like compromised and I'm like oh shit and it just threw me in the middle of fucking chaos so good um I've been doing that a lot it's been extremely fun um that game is 
really it's it's really really so like I, I'm not really big on stealth games. Yeah. Um. The only game, the only stealth game that I really really connected with was Snake Eater. Yeah. Um. But this has got the best level of because it's almost like improv. Oh like, yeah, no, like, totally. Like I think I think that's why I really like it because Hitman is all about like it's just like a improv generating scenario driven mm-hmm. game about like how can I just what's the stupidest way I can get from A to B and along the way find C and D. Like it's just it's oh. so fun. And the the cascade of events that like snowball after yeah. you do something. It's like, oh I'll just throw this brick at someone to yeah. lock, knock them out. Oh they saw me before I did that, so I gotta make sure I hide them and then I took too long so someone else found me and or I took their costume and it didn't quite get me in. I accidentally trespassed and the guards started shooting at me and I ran and I stole this worker's clothes, but then I couldn't get into the access area. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, like at the end of the Miami level, I was walking towards the exit because I I, I, uh, assassinated all the targets and I'd done all the extra stuff I needed to do. And I was walking and I was in like this sort of like under, under road little passageway. And there was just like some dude with like a mesh shirt and like a a hat and some shorts and he was just playing the bongo drums and I looked at it and go like huh I wonder if I can play the bongo drums so I just like looked at I looked directly at him and just crouched in front of him and just like waddled around behind him and threw like a brick at his head or something <laughs> like knocked him out took his clothes the body's just next to me and I'm like huh and there's like press A to blend in <laughs> so I'm just bl- I, I just stole his clothes and I'm just like playing the bongo drums next to his unconscious body and people are walking by like what's going on and I was like throw something else at their head because by that point I'd collected like as many soda cans as I could find yeah and so like yeah I'd, I just knocked out a bunch of other people and then a bunch of cops showed up and I had to kill them and then escape the level but Surely you could have kept blending in though I mean, I was a pretty good bongo player, so maybe, but <laughs> I, I decided to, to, to call it at that point. That's probably sensible. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else you been playing? The, the, the other one is a sort of a quick thing. I've been playing um, more Silent Hill with my friend, because um, my friend and I started Silent Hill I don't know, a few months ago, and then I've only been playing it when he's came over. Um, that game's really good. Yep. <laughs> that game is... That game is really, really good. That game holds up a lot for the most part. There's only one part which I and he were both like, this part fucking sucks, which was just like a boss fight. Oh, right, yeah. Um, just because the controls are really wonky. Mm. Um, but that game is good, freaky, good, creepy, like really good atmosphere, and the story is, you know, balls to the wall insane. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah, Silent Hill's really, really good. I love it when old games like that still hold up. It's like, wow, you, you did a good. Well done. Yeah. S- stood the test of time, despite the incredibly poor graphics. Yeah, like, especially um, with that, you know, that early early 3D game yeah. sort of impedance that I'd have to get through. Um, yeah, Silent Hill's great. Everyone should play Silent Hill. <laughs> okay. Do what I do and just buy a PlayStation 1 for Silent Hill. Uh, as well as other games, but yeah. I'll probably do what I always do, and just borrow all of your stuff. Yeah. So. Um, okay, what have you been playing? In terms of contemporary stuff, basically I think all I really have to add to this is Celeste. Good. Which is roughly contemporary. I came out in January. but um, I haven't been playing anything brand new or anything like that. Um, Celeste is incredible. 
It's the reason why it's game, one of the Game of the Year awards. Yep. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. And, like, not just because the game, the platforming is so tight, but because it weaves itself so flawlessly into the narrative, which is one of the most impactful stories I've played in the video game ever. And I think it's got one of the most important messages I've played in a video game ever, and most, most media, honestly. Um, it handles topics about anxiety and depression and learning to accept parts of yourself that you don't like and try and move past that. It's, it's remarkable. And like, it's, it's, I, I said it just before, but like the way it somehow blends that story into the mechanics of a 2D platformer is yeah. just incredible and the mechanics in that game all the all the little um gimmicks of every level of like things that you dash through and ways to jump out of them and then the challenge modes of the b-side tapes it's 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 an incredible game it is a masterpiece like i can't fault that game it ma- it's one of the games that makes me throw mini hissy fits like more than any other like i fail i'm like ah but i keep going i always keep going and i always get through it all and it's it's such a joy it was such a joy to play and to complete and then to go back and try and get all the strawberries or the collectibles and get all the B-sides and play all the B-sides and try and find all the crystal hearts to open up the core of the... What an incredible game. The soundtrack to that game gets oh, so good. Yeah. It's incredible. And, like, there are parts of that soundtrack that I don't think you've heard yet that are so... This is Jeremy specifically that I'm talking to, audio listeners, which is all of you. Um, there are parts of the soundtrack that are so Blade Runner that you would love. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It's incredible. I watched a movie again the other day. That movie's still really good. <laughs> um, yeah, like, that That game is, like, the the perfect example of the opposite of ludonarrative dissidence. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's... I don't know, what's the ludonarrative... As, no. Resonance, I guess. Yes, that's what it would be. Yeah. It would be resonance. Um, yeah, everything meshes so well. It's... it's it is... Masterful. It is expertly crafted. Yeah. Um, who who's the developer of it again? Matt makes Max games. Yeah. That's right. Who previously made Towerfall Ascension. Mm. Um, also really good. We should do that for Game Club because I would love to talk about all of the themes of that. I would love to play it again as well. Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. Uh, eight hours. When you're really bad at platformers. Yeah, it's mode. Me. It's mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not for cheating, it's to make you enjoy the it's to help you to enjoy the game. Yeah. Which is also one of the most innovative things in games that I've seen come out of that as well, as the assist mode. Right. Where they're like, Hey, we think we've tuned this game to be just the right amount of challenge, this is how we think it should be played, but if you're just not enjoying it, we've put in all of these things to help you enjoy it the way you want to. So like you can make it so that um time runs just like ten percent slower, just so you've got a little bit more time to think and make those tricky jumps, or you've got um, you can recharge your jumps in midair or stuff like that. Like, just stuff to make it easier and for you to still enjoy the game. Um, very clever. So this was the one where they put out the player controller, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they put out the, um, the code for the, the player controller is just, just open. They just... Because it's all in one file, which is... Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's just in C-sharp, which is super easy language. You just plug it into Unity and see what happens. Yeah. Um, well, probably not plug and play, but you know, you could, with a few hours of work, probably make something happen with that. And, which is great because it's so well tuned. It's yeah, incredible. Like it's, it's so tight and it's so refined. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So that game's a joy to play. If you've got thirty spare dollars and eight to ten spare hours, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's 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 basically a must play. I, I would say, um, even if you don't like platformers, because I'm not necessarily a platformer person, but this game, whoa, whoa. Um, on the other thing is that I, uh, I sort of um, last week when I was saying I was playing Hitman with with Ollie, um, his his housemate who has also been on the game club, which is Shane, who did the Catherine episode, came home uh, with the new Pokemon. Came home with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, um, along with the Pokeball Plus, which is the, the Pokeball controller that comes with it. And so I got to watch watch him play the first hour of that game. I also got to play some of the co-op with him as well. Um, and that game does some parts of Pokemon better than any have ever as well as doing the worst parts for that series than it ever has ever. Please, so, please elaborate. So, um, I think something that got me about the Pokeball Plus, like, I see it and I think, wow, this is really cool. Like, how, how often... I don't know. How, how big were either of you into either the anime or the original Pokemon Gen stuff at the mm. start? Yeah, moderately. You, what? Moderately, sorry. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I mean, I, I went back and played it after previous games. But, but like, how young were you when you first played it? When you first were, when you first enjoyed Pokemon? Oh, when I first enjoyed Pokemon? Yeah. Um, when did when did Pearl come out? Because that was my first one. Two thousand and six, I think. Pearl was your first one. Two thousand seven. He's so young. I, I, I didn't have a Game Boy. Small. I mean, like, I got like I, I, Small I, I, Small boy. I got some like I got I got a game anime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, played, I played Pokemon on my friends, like, Game Boys and stuff, but okay. I just didn't have one. Cool. Uh, yeah, 2006. I still watch it, like, on Tuesday TV and stuff. Yeah, totally. I would too. Um, and I got I got Pokemon Yellow for my sixth birthday. So I was... I was I, I, pretty good attachment to Pokemon. The, the... Actually, there's... I still have this. Dan, my brother and I, um, we were saving up for Pokemon Stadium, and he made this... One of us made this big cardboard, like, A3 poster... And it was like a thermometer. It was like a savings poster. <laughs> and so, like, the further... It was like, you know, zero to a hundred. It was just, like, the cost of the game. And at the top was, like, you know, cut out, like, Pikachus and, like, stuck them on. And, like, every ten or five dollars, we, like, scribbled in the, the thermometer. Cute. And I still got it. It's so cool. So, anyway, um, the whole reason I point that out is because, like, the Pokeball Plus is, like, even though it's small, it's, like, a really authentic Pokeball. Like, it doesn't feel cheap. No. It right. feels it feels like... It's not cheap. It's $70. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and that's awesome. It's so cool to have something like that that's, it feels genuine. It's got a bit of weight to it. It's got a bit of substance. It's a nice texture. Um, you know, it's got buttons on it too, so you can kind of fiddle with it too if you want to. It's not just a, a ball that looks like a Pokeball. Mm. Um, but I think it really sucks as a controller from what I saw of Shane playing Why with it. Why can you just like press and throw it? Well, it's only got the A and B buttons, and I know that's all you really need for the game, but, um... To get to the menu, you have to shake the the controller because that's the Y button. Uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, but it means that navigating around menus is poor. Like inputting text is bad because you you can't like press the control shortcuts for shift or symbols or anything like that. It's really manual and arduous. The control stick is really imprecise mm. and really small and fiddly. Um, and also, for a game that like this controller is exclusive to this game. 
if you choose to use the controller for the game, none of the tutorials give you, um, like, Pokeball Plus specific tutorial things. It's all based on the Joy-Con. It's all based on the controller buttons. It's like, press the Y button, press the Start button to do this. That doesn't sound very Nintendo. No, it's re- it makes the Pokeball seem like an afterthought. Yeah. And it's an accessibility and fucking nightmare. I know, right? Like, despite the fact... Like, it, looking past the fact that it's terrible to... Um, oh, what am I saying? Despite the fact that it's terrible to play this game if you have some sort of um, um, mobility... Um, sort of disadvantage that makes it difficult for you to play games with motion controls. Like, that, that game's already, like, crossing out that demographic, but, um, it just, it's so, it, it was so shoddy to watch this, this tutorial happen. It's like, we're all sitting there, like, we've all played Pokemon for, like, as long as our lives, and we're all sitting there like, what do we do? How do we play this? Like, how does this work? So... I think that's a real shame. Despite its authenticity as a as a like a physical product, it's it seems like a real shame the way they haven't integrated it into the system. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I played the co-op with Shane a bit, and it's super like like great for a four year old who wants to feel like they're in the game but not actually doing anything. Right. So second player can't talk to any characters, can't open any doors. The camera doesn't follow you, so you can, like, fly off screen and then, like, you're gone. So it's Cappy from Odyssey. Basically. Yep. You sort of walk around. You can have your own Pokemon following you, too, which is cute. cute. Um, you you join the battles so you can you can make the battles even easier and you get more XP for doing, like, for catching Pokemon with them and stuff like that. So um, that was cool. Like, great for someone who doesn't care. Right. But for someone like me who was like, oh, it'd be cool to, like, actually do, like, a proper... It's not a proper co-op experience. Um, I can see it being good for, like, um, a mother or father that has a kid or something like that. Yeah. And, like, you don't want them touching your game. So, like, you can just follow me around. Totally. (laughs) And, like, that's the demographic they're going for with this game, right? Is even more kid-friendly Pokemon. So... Even that, it's it's an entry level. It's the... Wow, yeah, but, like, when was Pokemon never an entry level? I mean, it's more, like... A lot of the time, like, the, it's, it's been the same game for such a long time. Yeah. That this is, like, for the younger generation that sort of can't always wrap their head around that. Like, I remember, like, when I was very young playing, like, a... What would, probably would have been, like, Emerald or maybe even, like, Sapphire Ruby, like, on my friend's Game Boy, who was older than mine... Older than me. I was playing on his and just, like, not really getting a lot of the the parts of Pokemon. Right. Um, like, not understanding a lot of, like, the type sort of thing, never using items, like, ever. Yeah. Um, always having, always having two free spots in my party if I ever wanted to catch something. That's not, funny. Not really that, not realising that it would go to, like, the PC. Yeah. So you just let Pokemon go or just not catch them. <laughs> I just wouldn't bother. I'd be like, oh, my party's full. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to waste a Pokeball. <laughs> Goodbye. That's funny. Yeah. No, it's interesting. That said, some of the things it does best is the visuals the visual style of this game it's like playing the anime yeah you've got all of these incredibly well animated pokemon they all have their own animations they all look fantastic um did you catch a magic card well i can no. magic card follow you yes oh my God. all of yes. them can follow it flops you. around yes. and you can you can get um the bigger ones you can ride any of them can so you ride charizard 
I think so. Or like yeah. on his back. I think so. When he's walking. I'm pretty sure. Like if you if I you have to opt to have <laughs> if you opt to have a Pokemon um, follow you that's really big, I think what happens instead is you ride the Pokemon. That's so good. And the picture. So awesome. This one picture I saw was um, of a Kangaskhan. Yeah. Um, sitting. It was like they had the Kangaskhan out, and the trainer sits on Kangaskhan's shoulder. Um, Kangaskhan's huge. When if you're not familiar, it's like a kangaroo Pokemon. So it's got a Joey in its pouch, but. What this one had... You don't get to become the Joey in its, in its pouch? No. Eevee or Pikachu does. Oh, that's very good! So you're it's, sitting on Kangaskhan's so shoulder, and then there's the Joey sitting side by side with your okay, little Eevee. Right. It was so incredible. I saw that picture right, on Twitter. I was like, ah! It was uh, great. I've seen, like, the Snorlax equivalent to, like, Totoro, where, like, you, you, you and Eevee or Pikachu are, like, on its stomach. Like, oh, really? Of, like, like, that's on, funny. In, in Totoro. Um... Yeah, right. Alright, maybe I will spend the $70. I feel like, for me, it would be a great game to get at 40. Like, it's just... At 40 a... years old? No, 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 no. Like, like I would buy this game on sale. Oh, $40. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would not buy this game. Well, maybe I would, but... I'll, I'll check back Check back here in 17 years. We'll find out. Um, so, yeah, does some things well, does some things great. It's going to sell so well. It's going to do fine. 40 in 17 years. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you got a problem with that? Nothing. Just you know, young, young, young chaparoo. Young, you? young chaparoo. <laughs> Is that like a chimney sweep? Yeah. Your chimney sweep name, chaparoo. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chaparoo. <laughs> All right. Um, here's June's question corner. Oh, it is happening. It is. Um, this is very last minute. I apologize. Um, it's okay. What is? Oh, have we done this? Hang on. You, you can decide. What was your first gaming experience? <laughs> um, what is and continues to be, like, the most shocking thing that has happened to you in a game? Like, that's oh. happened, yeah, in a game. You um, as a character, or you, like, you as a player. Fuck. Do you want to answer before... To yeah, give, like, a, to thing, give us time? This thing that's just happened in Red Dead, which I'm not going to spoil. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Do you have an equivalent shock? Me? Um, let me think of it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We'll should we it... move on to the next question? No, it's okay. We can come back to it. I think we should take our time, because I'm not going to think of it while I'm answering other well, questions. Well, do we want to have a break? Because it's been 45 minutes. Oh, that's a really good idea. Well, we'll, ha we'll have a break. We'll actually think about the question, and yeah. we'll come back with, with, the <laughs> with the answer. And during the break, why don't you think of your answer? <laughs> This is like, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> Please do not adjust your set. A set? It's, a, it's an old thing. Oh, like, don't go anywhere, don't change your channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. <coughs> <coughs> that sounds like the most fake cough I've ever heard. It was sort of both. Sort of, sort of fake, sort of surprise. Sort of fake. Then this was the most shocking moment of Jeremy's gaming... Um, that again. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, welcome back to June's Question Corner inside of the Minimap cast. Here, we're going to talk about the most shocking moments in a video game. Yeah, shall I do my actual one now? Yeah, yeah sure. Add up your time. Probably, well, like, maybe, like, not the most, but, like, definitely up there, uh, was, like, the ending of Final Fantasy XV. Oh, okay. Um, so spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for that game. I mean, it came out two years ago. Three, Can I, I spoil it? Do you want to? 
But that's just not. Is any, anyone let's that, talk about it. I feel like anyone that would have wanted to finish Final Fantasy XV at this point yeah. would have already finished it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Noctis dies. So oh, like, right. Yeah, that's pretty sad. It's pretty shocking. <laughs> is uh, he like, does he like... Nah, it's fine. Like, it's... What are the circumstances? He sacrifices himself to save the world. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's very... That's what Final Fantasy Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, yeah. Final Fantasy... RPG. Um, <laughs> the other one that I had in mind was... So, just, just before we keep going, I just want to yes. ask a question. You can play that game after the story's beaten, right? Yes. Does it do the thing where it just puts you back in time before the final bit? Yes. Okay, yeah. right. I um, really hate it when games do that. But, like, it kind of makes sense with the story because, like, the, the they have this, they have dogs, so Luna has a dog and Noctis has a dog. It's like, um, you can use... I've forgotten the dog's name. And the dog can go back in time. Of course. Knock dog. Time dog. dog. Yeah. Um, Doctors. The other one was maybe like finding Rachel Amber in Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. We've we've discussed that on this podcast. We have. We have. Carrie? So, uh, spoiler warning for The Last of Us. Um... So, June, you may want to block your ears. Yes, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> the ending is so good. Um, but it is um, the moment in that game where you're racing to get to Ellie in the in the surgery room. Uh, so she's about to be operated on to like save the world, but she's going to die. Well, for to it. maybe save the world. To probably save the world. It is. It is assumed that. Right. Um, to potentially save the world. Best best chance at a cure the world has ever seen since yep. the outbreak. Yes. And she's unconscious, and but she'll probably die because the cordyceps are in her brain, and that's what they have to take out, and that's like her brain. So, And then Joel's like, I won't have it. This is my surrogate daughter, and kills everybody. Yep. And gets to the surgery room, and there's, um, there's like a surgeon and like two, you know, like nurses or... Just more, more doctors. More doctors, yeah. Um, so they're in gowns, they've got their face masks on, they're just about to start operating, and you bust in, and this guy's holding the scalp. He's like, don't come any closer. You know this, you know how important this is. You can't, you don't do this. And you have to kill that man, mm. who is just trying to save the world. And just. you have to selfishly kill that man. You have to. Yeah. Um, you can't knock him out of the way. If you walk up to him, this animation plays where Joel like grabs the scalpel and like shoves it into his neck, or you can just like pull out your gun and shoot him in the head. It's it's brutal. That moment where I remember waiting in there, standing, waiting. I was like, oh, I've got to kill him. I have to kill him. I find that so funny that that's the shocking moment in that game for you. Because the moment after that got me way more than that. Yeah, I mean, my experience with that game is not tarnished, but it... Tainted? No, no, that's the wrong word. The, uh, those words are too negative, but altered by the fact that I played that with my cousin who um, struggles to take things seriously. Right, okay. Um, I played through that whole game with him. But, you know, like, we were cracking jokes a lot and stuff like that, so it was, it was just a different experience. If I was, like, in that game on my own, the way I really should have played it, that would have been a different story, and I kind of wish I'd been able to do that. I'm right. excited to be able to do that with The Last of Us Part Two. Right. Um... Have you gone back and played it again? I have. I have. And it it plays differently knowing the way things are going to go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it's sort of like a Breaking Bad situation. Like, um, 
I sort of hold on to the the good of people for too long in my head to the point where it no longer makes sense in the story. Joel, so the Joel is bad. Joel is bad. He's a bad person. He might be the bad guy of that story because he dooms the world to the, the reality that they're still in rather than opting in to save it and reclaim it. And like, what a, what a horrific decision. What a terribly selfish and awful thing to do. And it's just brought about because he's had to survive for so long and this is just what he's going to do. But like, I get that. But... In, like, Breaking Bad in this game, too, I'm always holding out hope. And I'm like, no, these are the guys, these are the protagonists, to the point where when it's obvious to everyone else that, like, it's too far gone, that these characters are too far gone to like in that way anymore, I'm still holding on. And so then the story just stops making sense and things don't hit me in the right way after that. So, yeah. I'd be really interested to see what you think of Red Dead 2, then. Yeah, right. The characters in that. So that's interesting because because of knowing what's going to happen in Red Dead 1, yeah. and because of sort of what we were talking about last time when the game came out, where it's like, I know these people are twisted. Like, that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they start... You start out sympathetic, and then they something changes in them or something like that. Like, maybe it's a bit like that. I don't, I don't know. I haven't gotten to it yet. But, like, I know these people are outlaws. These are rotten people in, one, in some the, the regard. The thing is, like, even if you know that Dutch is a piece of shit in yeah. Red Dead 1, right? You can you you start the game as Arthur, who Dutch has been his father figure, yeah, his entire life. So he's always been in this family, this gang that is his family, yeah, this loving family. And um, as, and as the player, and, you do develop that yeah, attachment. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. I am excited to play that game in terms of its story. I've 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 only heard, and I haven't heard much. But I've only heard things that make me very interested, piqued my interest. Um. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's my moment. Figure, f- like, standing there waiting for the option to do the right thing. Yeah. And not getting it. Yeah. Um, my moments are different. They're not heavy. Okay. They're just, like, shocking. Like, there's, like, a huge amount of shock value that comes from them. Okay. Um, two moments in Wolfenstein 2. Spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler warning. Ollie, stop fucking listening to this. Skip <laughs> skip ahead to insert time here. Yeah, maybe we'll put a, a timestamp in the um in the we'll description just, for we'll, like if you want to skip spoilers for we'll, 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 Last of Us. I, th- I think, think we should just say a spoiler timestamp. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh so there's a part in Wolfenstein 2. There's so there's two parts. There's the first part is I'm just trying to remember the order. I'm pretty sure the order is you get captured. You, BJ Blazkowicz, gets captured. How early? Um, Early, mid, late? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't remember because I played it all at once and I played it in fairly long sitting, so I yeah. don't quite remember. Um, let me just quickly double... Let me just double check to make sure I'm getting in the right order. So BJ gets captured. Okay. Um, Big Nazi killing silly Billy. Yeah. Oops, I just... I'll, I'll explain what I googled in a moment. <laughs> oh no, that sounds so ominous. <laughs> it's just really stupid. I don't know why I thought that was going to get... Um, Do any of you have this thing happen with, like, parents or something like that? Where they go to start telling you something and they, like, foreshadow it? It's like, hey, I just want to ask you about this thing that I've um, been meaning to ask you. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> you get this, like, oh, what's about to happen? Yeah. I like, just got that when you're like, oh, I'll tell you about this. Okay, so I figured out the way the story... Because I haven't played it since the game came out. Yeah, so, so what, a year ago now? Yeah, roughly. Um, 
so there's part where BJ gets captured after you find his his abusive father. Like it's like like a lot of the stuff is very heavy. So you find your abusive father and you like start yelling because like he was awful to you. Like just just the fucking worst guy. Mm-hmm. Like one of the worst characters I've seen in any game. Like right. truly terrible. Um, you get captured by the Nazis, and you're in this courthouse, and there's like this gigantic fight. And you kill everyone in the courthouse because you break free. And you're like, how do you break free? But anyway, you've got guns and you start killing everyone. <laughs> and then you realize that, like, that didn't actually happen and it was all just playing out in your head. Oh, wow. That's not the part. The part is after that where you get sentenced to death and then you get put on a guillotine in uh, on, I think, where is the uh, Washington Monument? Cause oh, wow. Because there's the, there's the giant long lake and the monument at the end. Yeah. So you're at the other... And I think it's, like, like the Library of America. Anyway... So there's people everywhere that are you know, they're finally going to get they're finally going to get to see Terror Billy, which is his his propaganda name. Yeah, they're going to finally get to see Terror Billy killed, and the guillotine drops, and you literally get decapitated. <laughs> and then the camera follows your head falling down. Oh wow! And I'm like, oh my god, he's actually been decapitated, and the head falls through like a waterfall, and it keeps falling because like they had your head over a cliff. Oh wow! And it keeps falling and falling and falling, and then it gets caught by like the resistance, like a drone. Yeah. And you get put in like a glass container for like the next like 15 <laughs> minutes, and then you get put on like a super soldier body. That's so good. It's extremely good. So that part was like, oh my fucking god, they're just going there. That makes a lot of sense because I remember seeing in the um in just watching footage of that when it came out last year. I remember seeing the stitch marks around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been pretty early. It was... It's in the first half. Yeah. um, Because then you get a bunch of new abilities later because you're in the super soldier body. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that happens and it's extremely good. That's so awesome. That's so, like, sci-fi. It's so over the top. Like, they've, they've leaned into that stuff so much and it works so, so well because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um... The second part is when you go to Venus. <laughs> so, so in the first game, you go to the moon. Uh, you fight a bunch of Nazis on the moon. That's cool. In the second game, you go to Venus. Venus? Are there Nazis there too? There are Nazis there too. Because you're on a Nazi ship going Isn't to Venus. is it like 1980? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so, so this is what's really good, is you go there pretending to be an actor. Acting as an actor. Acting as an actor. Because they film... On they fi- they make movies on Venus, so 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 what happens is you're, pre- you're so you go to Venus so you, you, you so you go there and you go to Venus and you kill one of the actors and then you dress up like him it's like Hitman Hitman and yeah. and then Hitman you, Stein you walk in to the uh, audition where there's four other characters there's four other main actors and they're auditioning to be Terribilly in the Terribilly movie uh-huh. who directs the Terribilly movie. None other than Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Old, weak, desperate. Like, so the reason it's on Venus, so Hitler's now a film director, because Hitler liked movies. Like, that's like a known thing. Okay. It's canon. Yeah, like, it's. It is is IRL canon. Um, So, and basically, the Nazi Party has moved on from Hitler, and so they put him on Venus to sort of, like, keep him happy, because they can't kill the Fuhrer. No. But he's just living out the rest of his days on Venus. On Venus. And he's, like, coughing up blood, and, like, he, he he's, like, drunk, and he's on so much medication, and he's, like, weak as anything. Yeah. And you're there acting, pretending to be Terribilly. Yeah. While there's a bunch of other people doing, like, doing their auditions as Terribilly, and, like, Hitler goes through them one by one, and, like, 
just like like one of them does like a like a bad impression. No, yeah, one of them does a bad impression, and like Hitler just like shoots him straight up. Yeah. Um, and there's this there's so this whole section is the part where I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that this is where they went because there's a part one of the actors accidentally calls him Mister Hitler instead of like. As, instead of the Fuhrer because yeah. like they're all Americans because America's been taken over by the Nazis at this yeah, point yeah 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 and he's just like like where the fuck are you like and Hitler's you know screaming at him in German like where the fuck are you from what kind of fucking person are you out of call you like Mr. Hitler like well, my my name is my Fuhrer whatever <laughs> yeah. and he says something along the lines of like uh, I, I'm from Arkansas or something it's fucking Ronald Reagan <laughs> what the the voice actor the actor it's not Ronald, it's the character is Ronald Reagan because he used to be an actor. Oh my goodness! And and you can only tell because it says it says um, his name's Ron in the thing, yeah. and then you look at like a clipboard later and you can see the name R Reagan, and you realize it's actually Ronald oh Reagan there. Oh my goodness! And the audition that you have to perform is you have to kill a bunch of Nazi soldiers in like a contained metal box to prove that you can be terribly. Yeah. And on the way there, Hitler's just, like, on the ground, coughing up shit. Yeah. And you can go up to him and literally stomp his head. Oh, wow. You, you, you can literally, like, kick his brains out. <laughs> and then, no matter what, after that's a fail state. Oh, right. Okay. But, but like, um, yeah, like, you, you literally, like, can stomp Hitler as he's on the ground, weak and, like, pathetic. That's funny. And you get an achievement for it. <laughs> and so, when the game came out, there was this big thing about, like... Anyone who's played it, they know that is the scene that they talk about. Like, that is the scene. Right. And I saw a bunch of people tweeting, like, if you didn't do the one thing in that one scene, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everyone I know has done that one thing because it gives you a prompt. And I'm I'm pretty sure the prompt is Stomp. And it's just like... Stomp! It's... Oh, that game... Wolfenstein's good, actually. Wolfenstein 2 has so many incredible fucking moments. I should really like that, that like shocking, like this is wild moments. <laughs> um, there's a reason why I was so enraptured with the story of that game when yeah. it came out last year. The gameplay is not very good, but the story surprise yeah. everyone. I know, no, but like the story is bad for like a Wolfenstein. So the, the gameplay is bad for like a a first person shooter. Yeah, but holy hell, does the story make it worth it? So shocking, not heavy. Incredible, great. <laughs> the game. I can't wait for Wolfenstein 3. You might have to. Huh? You might have to. Are they going to make another one? Yeah. Wolfenstein 2 did well. Did it? Well enough. Bethesda said, like, you know, for the, for those games, they do well enough that they can keep making them. Yeah, Bethesda's threshold is pretty low in that regard. Yeah. I kind of don't care. Plus, they, like, they, they've openly said from, like, the beginning that it was... They always envisioned their machine games as Wolfenstein games to be a trilogy. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, Sorry that took so long. No, that's good. It was good. It was a good question corner. I had to talk about Nazis a lot. I I spoke about... Choice, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah, cool. So, uh, we should talk about a couple of biggest news items that have happened. What order do you want to do these in, Jeremy? There's not really much left. There's only those two items. Yeah, those those are pretty big ones. Let's go with the top one. So, um... Biggest, biggest industry news that's happened over the last couple of weeks is that um, every year, if you're not aware, in the middle of the year, there's a conference. Electronic 3. Electronic 3, that's right. E3, 
what it is, is all of the big game developers and publishers take their games and show off what they've been working off for the past year. It's, it's, it used to be an investor sort of deal, so like... It could be a trade show. Yeah, so like, retailers would go and be like, oh, this looks cool, I, yeah, get me some advertising for, for that game that's going to come out in 6 or 12 months or whatever. Lots of sneak peeks for upcoming games. It's a big week of hype. It's gaming's like Christmas. Um, if you like hype. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's great. Sony, who are currently the market leaders in the video game space, I would say, in terms of consoles, in terms of hardware manufacturing, in terms of console exclusives as well. What else in terms of, Gary? Uh, cheap VR. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think phone's the market leader in that one, but keep going. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so Sony, who are the head of the game, have for the first time in E3's history, decided to not turn up at next year's E3, at E3 2019. There which... were rumours about this in the previous years, I remember. Yeah. There was rumblings of them pulling out of E3 before. Do they have a reason why? They didn't say anything, I don't think. No, not really. They're, the only thing that people were citing was something that Sean Layden said when they said that they weren't going to be doing PSX this year, which was like, we're looking forward to sharing our games with you in innovative and digital only ways, stuff like that. I don't have the exact quote. Um, but no, they didn't say much about it, just that they're not going to have a presence at E3 at all. It's not like they're not going to have a press conference, but they're going to have room on the show floor. It's not like any of that. Then there's, there's nothing. No Sony. It's not going to be, like, they'll have to, like, condense E3 down to, like, one show floor now. Maybe. EA is still going to be out on their own, because they've, yeah. they've split out. Um, I reckon Fortnite's going to take up more space. Yeah. Um, dance floors. <laughs> just all only dance floors. Only dance floors. Yeah. Yep. Just like packs. Remember that? It wasn't only dance floors. It was mostly dance floors. <laughs> it was two dance floors. It's mostly dance floors. Oh, no. Three. Because it was like just dance, and there was a Fortnite, and then there was the, the one out in the other. Anyway. Um, so basically... This is huge, and it means a whole number of different things. It could mean a whole number of different things. It um, means PlayStation 5's coming. Yeah, basically, and that they're saving their exclusives for it, I think. That, or they just don't have anything coming up. But I mean, I think it's both. Yeah. Like, my, both my, things come hand in hand. My, my gut reaction is that the exclusives that people are looking forward to for the next... Um, for the next year are happening in the first half of the year, being Dreams and Days Gone. Those are the big Sony exclusives. And then after that, all the other ones after that don't have release dates, um, and I kind of wouldn't want to see them any sooner, which would be Ghosts of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Last of Us Part Two. When's Sirico? Uh, Sekiro? Yeah. That's March. Is that is that multiplayer? That is. That's, oh, okay. that's PS4 or Xbox. Maybe even PC, I'm not sure. But it's definitely both of them. Um, but what about how are they going to show medieval <laughs> I mean who cares <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've heard a bunch of like angles on this one of the things I heard which was interesting was like what are the third parties who have like signed on with PS4 what are, what are, what are Activision going to do to What's, have a presence at E3 what is Destiny going to do now <laughs> what is Destiny going to do um, now that they're not pulling back their old players, uh, now that they've finally made it the best that it's ever been. Destiny 3! Yeah. 
Yeah, where they'll burn us again for a third time. Anyway, that's not the I'll point. You're so jaded. I am. They 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 burn me. Um with negligence, you know? <laughs> anyway, that's not the point of the story. Um I was like, what are you pausing for? <laughs> <laughs> um so I think it's a really ballsy move to do that. And I think it shows that what I what it makes me excited for is the PS5's coming out, hip hip hooray. We, we, we all, that, that was always going to happen, fine. Yeah. What that gets me excited about is perhaps maybe the best launch lineup for a console that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like, Last of Us coming out maybe day and day. Like, one of those three games that I just mentioned. Death Stranding, um, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. One of those three games launching on PS5 when the game, when the console comes out. Like... Maybe that's what they learned from this generation when they killed it, was that they had a really weak launch lineup. And then, and then you also think, like, the year after will be Horizon Zero Dawn Part 2. Yep. Um, we'll see something about God of War and Spider-Man the year after that. Yeah. Like, th- there'll, there'll, there'll be a lot very quickly. Yeah. Like, they're building a lineup, because I remember when the PS3 came out, I remember thinking about the games that were coming out from the PS3 and what was being pushed to advertise it. It was what, like Ratchet and Clank, Resistance. Ratchet and Clank was later. Resistance, yeah. Like Little Big Planet was Uncharted. a big one. Uncharted, yeah. It was very. Lots of new stuff. A lot of new stuff, but it was very like. Only Little Big Planet, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted were the ones that kind of stuck. Yes. A lot of the stuff sort of fell by the way. It's like you know they're not. I don't see them making another Resistance game anytime soon. No. Like PlayStation Home was also like a thing that just sort of came and went. Um, yeah, that was so strange. I remember launching that up. I was like, "What is this? Like The Sims? Like yeah. why am I on a cruise boat in LA? Like like there was like Motorstorm was another one which didn't really catch on super big. Yeah, they brought back Wipeout, but like even that, it was very not a lot of character driven stuff. Infamous worked out well. Infamous worked out well, but then it kind of burned out. Yeah, it it sort of petered out a little bit. Um, they should bring back Infamous also. Um, uh, we'll see how it goes as Tsushima goes. Yeah. like. Like, One day I'll learn how to pronounce that. It's it's been it's it's interesting seeing like a PS4 develop its own character driven sort of story, like like its own sort of identity mm. of Spider Man, um, God of War, Horizon. Yeah, like like it, it it's been making its own sort of footprint. Yeah. Whereas at the beginning of PS4, it was like Killzone, Knack, Call of Duty Ghosts. <laughs> like yeah. it was Resistance. Drive Club. No PS4. Oh PS4, my bad. Yeah, like it was. Not a lot of good stuff oh, yeah, for a club. while. Yeah, Ooh. Drive Club as or well. Or Drive Club. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I, was, I um, have Drive Club, is it? I had a conversation with a uh, my cousin and um, his partner yesterday. Um, and they were like, hey, we're looking at buying something. We like playing games together. But, um, you know, we're just looking at this. What would you recommend? And I was like, look, if you're looking at a PS4 or an Xbox, they're basically the same except for the exclusives. And they're like, oh, what are the exclusives? I was like, uh... Xbox has got like three really violent exclusives or driving games, and that's about it. Yeah. Or you've what got about Recall, Kerry. <laughs> or you've got PlayStation. <laughs> you've got PlayStation, and I was listing these games. I was like, wow, single player, single player, single player, single player, single player, single player. Like they're, yeah. they're knocking it out of the park. And this is funny because it's like one year after the is single player dead conversation was circling around. Like I love it when people are like, is this the end times for X, Y, or Z? And then it never is. And then 17 games come out to prove it wrong. Exactly. So good. Um, you have any thoughts about the about the Sony? Not really. Um, I guess Microsoft is going to be the big one then, isn't it? I mean, 
this is the thing. Like, this is... They're going to leave the, the door open for Microsoft yeah. now. It, this is, this they is... already did better than Sony last year anyway in terms of exciting things. Yeah, no, that's true because Sony was sort of running out of things at, by that point. Um, they had farmhouses and stuff. Barns. <laughs> yeah. God, this that is, was strange. This is Sony... This is Microsoft's E3 to lose. Yeah. Um, if they don't bring it with this one, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like... Yeah, I mean, obviously, everything can change when they launch new consoles, when they announce things. Sony's, like, marketing strategy, they're, they're sort of turning back to their hubris, you know what I mean? Like, um... I mean, they're on top again. Exactly. So, it, they they may have a terrible console launch. They might price this next one at $1,500 like they did at the PS3, if like... they don't fucking put a 4K Blu-ray drive in their <laughs> fucking console, I yeah. swear to God, Sony. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and it's like, we could, like, you know, like, last E3 was light on quantity of games. Um, and none of those games are coming to PS4. Or Wait, maybe, what, well, that's no, the thing, what, what, do you, what do you think this will be? Do you think that they're saving those games for PS5? That they're saving their games because they don't, they're not going to be out next year? Or that they're saving them because they're going to be PS4 and PS5. I, I hope they'll be a PS4, PS5. Look, it'd, be, so, it'd, be, it'd be a smarter move to just go PS5. It would be. It, it That's would the money-making move. Yeah. And they're a business. Yeah. Like, and there's already plenty of games on PS4. Like, the, like the PS4, I've been thinking about it a lot since they announced this. And and also a little bit prior. Because like, this, this conversation sort of started, for me anyway, when they announced the name change update was coming for, for PlayStation Network. Yeah, finally. And about yeah. how a lot of it was just tied to the legacy of PS3 names. And how... Yeah, there would be complications for old games. New games going forward would be fine. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I wonder why... Like, I wonder what would happen if they just waited, like, that they just sort of dropped it. Like, like the, the, they just cut it from PS4. Like, there's, like, like we just... It's just it's just too difficult. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it on PS5. Yeah. And I was thinking, like... PS4 almost feels done, almost. Almost, yeah. like like there will, like there will be another year of Ubisoft and Activision and like Bethesda yes. games and stuff. It's sort of interesting when you think about it because like you saying that makes me think of Spider Man, right. in the way that I played that game, I 100%ed that game. Yeah. And then when I was done, I was like, that's a wrap. That's perfect. That's just the perfect bite sized amount of content. Yeah. I'm done. I don't need any more. I didn't want any less. I'll come back to this and I'll love it later. Um, I didn't need to, you know, play it and play it and play it until I was sick of it. Um, and they didn't give me enough content that I got sick of it either. Yep. You look at the start of the PS4's, um, games lineup, mm. and then looking at this, what looks like to be, what will be the next two years before the PS5, um... The final two years. Kind of empty. Kind of empty on both sides. Those Sorta. first, those first and last two years. And then this middle section, starting with Horizon, I think. Was there uh, anything I mean, before Horizon? I mean, like, I, I, I would have started it at Bloodborne. Mm. Bloodborne's a good one. That was very early, though. That, that, that was the first year. Like, that was the game that people said, buy the PS4 for this game. Yeah. Um, I would start it at... Yeah, Horizon, I guess. Um, Horizon was the start of their, like, every every two or three months. I mean, Horizon bang, and Uncharted bang, bang. 4 was the big one. Uncharted 4, that's right. Yeah, no, Unch so it was when Uncharted 4 came out. That's when I would start counting it from. Um... Not that I can think of the... I, I don't have the 2016 list of exclusives. Um, 
It was Destiny, you know? It was like... Yeah, no, they were the king of the third-party games at that point in time. Well, because, like, and a lot of it was not, you know, it was... The PS4 was good, and Xbox did bad. Yeah. Like, they, they stumbled heavily, and are still playing catch-up, like... They still are, yeah. Like, it's exactly what happened with PS3 in the previous... And Xbox 360 in the yeah. previous cycle. And towards the end, they sort of reached level ground. Yeah. Um... I don't know... I mean, it's... It's weird. Like, I don't know if the PS5 is... I hope the PS5 plays PS4 games. I hope so too, but it's no they reason why they that. would do that. You, re- you reckon they won't? They won't do it. I... I can, great... I, I can see it happening because the PS4's architecture is much simpler than the PS3's. Look, it's a great consumer move. They don't need to make consumer moves when they're on top. And if Sony has taught us anything, it's that they won't when they're on top. There's Maybe no mo- they've there's learned. There's no money but... in making it backwards compatible. Yeah, there is. No, there isn't. Yeah, wow. there is for Xbox, but that's because they're behind. That's because they need to bring people back, and that's because they won the previous generation. So everyone's got 360 games. I I feel like then at that point, people can feel like they're upgrading to the PS5 and not getting rid of the PS4. Yeah, I mean, that's true, because this is the first generation, this current one, where we've had iterative consoles, where we've had the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X. That's why, like, the next Xbox, whatever it is, will play every previous Xbox game. That's true. Looking at Xboxes, Game Pass, looking at um, the One S and the X and the One Standard, like, being able to play everything, being able to do the same thing, like, their, their vision, and they've said as much, is to be able to have everyone play everything on all their platforms, ideally. Um, so... I can see Xbox doing something like that. It depends whether that takes off. If that doesn't take off, then Sony will be fine to do a standard PS5 split from the PS4. But if Xboxes move to, like, sort of um, decentralize everything, have it be playable wherever you want, whenever you want, yeah. on whatever you want, then, and, and if PlayStation does do that path of going the hard PS5, normal PS4 route, it might be really damaging for them. I wonder if they'll do something like you have to be a PlayStation Plus member to have backwards compatible. Ooh. Or maybe even different, like sort of like Games Pass, but for PlayStation instead. I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. So that means they're still making money, but also have being backwards compatible. And I mean... I feel like everyone would just call them out at that point, though. They'll be like, hey, like, why? This isn't, like... That's a good point. There's no reason for this cost if the console can just play it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Unless no, you have to download point. them or something, I don't know. No one complained about the Switch Online um, NES Classics, but I guess they're NES, not like no, they, they said it was weak! No, no, but I meant that it, no one complained that you got those games for access for paying more for it. Yeah, but they, but they complain that you got to basically rent whatever they want to rent you, and then they take those NES games back away from you again. Because that's shit! Okay. Who's going enough. out to buy like fucking excite bikes? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a bad example. <laughs> it, like, I think I I think they're in a position where the Xbox can come out really really strong, and if they don't have, like, I I feel like they I I hope that they learned their lesson from the PS3 to know that it's always going to be volatile. Yes. Um. I'm mm. curious what this means for VR. Like, I've I've heard a lot of rumors that there's that there's a PSVR two coming, um, but you know, will we see a PSX next year? Because we're not getting a PSX this year, 
which means two major conferences that Sony aren't doing this year. It's odd. Until Dawn is one of the exclusives I was thinking of that came out a bit earlier. Okay, yeah. That was a, that was a knockout. I think that was the same year as Bloodborne. I think that was 2015. Right, okay. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Like, it's it's just sort of... we got to wait and see because we have to wait for the decisions that these companies are going to make. Um... Yeah, it's it's a it's a very unknown sort of territory. Yeah, I just hope Sony don't. I hope Xbox rise to Sony and that Sony doesn't fall down to Xbox. Mm. You know what I mean? I want I want a healthy competition, not not this like incredible stumble at the start. It's listening to um kind of funny Jared Petty when he's talking about it. At one point he said every console cycle this happens. Whoever was leading last time just messes up royally yeah. and then they're left in the in the dust trying to play catch up um I mean like the only one I can think of that didn't happen was PS1 to PS2 because PS1 was like the PS1 was still so new then though it wasn't like yeah it was like their first foray into yeah so anything. there's there's no like stumbling to make there they were just garnering an audience and then they they hit it out of the park with the PS2 yeah um so the last thing we've got written here is the uh, the Game Awards. We thought we might run down the uh, the list of nominees for the different categories and give our thoughts. Basically, how do you want how did how do you want to do this one? I don't know. Look at me. You put it on the list. I sure didn't. No, oh, I did. I just want to. Uh... I'll be then. So we can. <laughs> <laughs> what did I want to say? I don't even remember. So we could look at each category and say which we think is going to win. We could look at each category and say which one no, we that's think. Too so who do you think is going to win Game of the Year? Out of the nominees? Out of the nominees. Okay, so the nominees are for Game of the Year, in the order that they're written here, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey. Uh, Celeste. God of War. Marvel's Spider-Man. Monster Hunter World. Red Dead Redemption 2. So six games. Has anyone... Have you guys voted? No. I think I have. Um, I voted for Celeste. I think I did too. Um, even the, the issue even is, although I love Spider-Man. Yeah, even though I love Red Dead. Right, the issue with this is actually what I remember to talk about. You can vote more than once. Yes, no, this voting is like really... I'm, I'm not super keen on the Game Awards voting. Have they voting. done that every year? Yes, but I think it's like you. there's like a, a um, an audience award and then there's like a judges award. Yeah. Okay, alright. Yeah, um, so that... The people who win, like, the proper awards, they're getting from, like, nominated judges from outlets and stuff yeah, like that. Cool. Like, right. um, this is for the audience award. It's like, and the and the, the, the public award for Game of the Year goes to Red Dead Redemption 2 because 17 million people bought it, so 17 million people probably voted. Yeah. You're right. The, the, the voting system here is super flawed because it doesn't check if you've played X number of games. I've only played in this list... Celeste and Spider-Man. So I've only played two out of six games here. Yeah. And I could vote for whatever I wanted. And that just skews everything really awkwardly. But we, I, it's, it's good that they're letting the critics vote. And those are the ones that count. Um, Who do you think is going to win? I've been thinking about this because I've... I think I'm in the right position of actually playing every single one of them. Can you read them out again? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, played it. Celeste. Played it. God of War. Played it. You need to finish Celeste, by the way. I know. Marvel Spider-Man. Played it. Monster Hunter World. Played it. Red Dead Redemption 2. Played it. Okay. Yeah, like, I have I have actually played all of those games, mm-hmm. and it's... God, I don't know. A lot of people loved God of War more than I did. I liked it a lot. I don't... 
I didn't love it. The way I've heard it described is because um, Horizon didn't get a, an award for anything last year. Yeah. Not a thing. Robbed. Yeah, it didn't get a thing. God. Because it was standing up next to Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, um, a few other things as well. Yeah, and Nintendo hasn't got any of those big games this year, have not they? Not this year, no. Mm-hmm. Um, last year they knocked it out of the park, but it was a launch of the Switch. So um, the way I heard it described when I, I listened to conversations about this was like, oh yeah, Spider-Man's going to be the, the horizon of this year, isn't it? Because every all the conversations I heard was like, oh wow, God of War, God of War, God of War, God of War. I was thinking like, oh, but Spider-Man's so good. <laughs> and also Celeste is so good. I can't in good conscience vote for um, Spider-Man when Celeste is right here and it does so much that's so important and it does it so expertly. It's also not like a giant AAA company. Yeah, totally. Like, you want to give it to the underdog as well. Yeah. But um, God knows Insomniac Games earned it. Yeah. You know, they deserve it. So it's it, it, it is a tough list. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a feat. Spider-Man is... Two feet. Eight. <laughs> Spider. Twenty. No? Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to go through the other categories? Nah, I think it'll take too much time. That's all I really wanted to know. I mean, like, just go through, like, a few big ones. Like, not d- don't bother with, like, no games as a service. Okay, no yeah, so no that. ongoing game. Um, like, best, like, what, what's the best game direction one? So, best game direction, that's here. So, that's... Oh, uh, so this is described as awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. See, I would give that one to God of War. I think that one has a really good game direction with its whole, like... With its one take. Yeah, with its, like, no cutscene, cut, like, single camera track through the whole game. Yeah. I, I, I adored that. I, I loved... Like, I, I've said this before, like, I loved the way they told the story more than the story itself. Right, okay. Um, because of that like I think the story has got some like glaring issues especially towards like the final act which I really didn't appreciate mm-hmm. but the way the story was told was phenomenal yeah yeah so the the nominees for this one are A Way Out Detroit Become Human God of War Spider-Man Red Dead so again another tough category but um yeah it's a shame I haven't been able to get to most of these um yeah, best game direction. That's hard because A Way Out did something really clever with their like split screen co op in the same world. Like, there's literally no other games like A Way Out. No, no, no. there aren't. I mm. voted for A Way Out because of that because like, it's so standalone. Mm. Have you played it? I have watched people play it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Detroit is interesting because like Detroit cinematography and like camera work was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It did a lot of things well, but also it's Detroit. Yes. It was uh, David Cage. And then, but Red Dead's here as well, you know, which is doing so many different things for the for the genre. That's hard. I don't know. Is there, is there an audio design category? Yeah, there is. Yeah. So there's, um, so there's best score slash music. And then after that is audio design. So um, for the score presented by Spotify, right. uh, it's Celeste. God of War. I'm gonna laugh if Red Dead's in there, even though Red Dead soundtrack's not on Spotify yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Celeste, God of War, uh, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath, Red Dead. See, the issue I have with this, like, I love the Red Dead soundtrack. I love the first one so much. The second one is just not as good. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have as many 
incredible standouts. Like Jose Gonzalez isn't on there. <laughs> um, so what's the point? Missed opportunity. <laughs> like I'd probably I, like I haven't played Octopath or Nina Kuni. It's Celeste again. Yeah, it is Celeste. It's for got me. a war. No. 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 Yeah. No. no. Yeah. No. No. You, the, no. We were talking about this the other day. We yeah. went through this you and I, and you were like, "Oh, but it's got that that theme," and you showed it to me, and it's just it's just brooding men going like, "Oh, bah, no, bah. it's <laughs> it's it, it, it's a motif that plays in through the entire game, which is so. Is that a good score, or is that a good implementation of a single theme? No, it's a good score. It's why John Williams did so well with Star Wars. He's got different character motifs that go through all of their arcs. Yeah, but those motifs are good. So is the God of War one nah. while playing it. Nah. You haven't played it. Yeah, but it doesn't... Um, it's Carrie, like, you haven't played it. I've played both. <laughs> this is about the music itself. This is about the music itself. The motif, the score, and the implementation are all top-notch. And I'll put it above... I'm just, I'm just saying, this isn't about the implementation. It's just about the music. Yeah, and I, I've, I've gone back and listened to the God of War score more than I went back to play the game. <laughs> okay. No worries. For me, it's Celeste, like, hands down. Right. Celeste music is incredible. That you can... Fail and fail and fail and fail in that game and keep, continue to listen to each song and want to listen to them over and over again and listen mm. to the B-side tapes and listen to the next... Oh. I'll try not to keep harping on about, um, about Celeste. So then, best audio design. Yeah. Uh, recognized as the best in-game audio and sound design. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, <laughs> lots of war, mm. um, Marvel Spider-Man, Red I'm Dead 2. On. So in this one, I gave this one to Spider-Man, yeah. which is kind of bad because it's the only game out of these I've played. I don't think I voted for this one. I don't think. I don't know who I would vote for in this one. There's not a whole lot. Like, there's nothing that really made me stand out. Yeah. Like last year was. I mean, last year was kind of a little bit obvious, but it was Hellblade. Um, yeah, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like. What a game. It's it's like I don't specifically remember anything to do with the sound effects or the audio design in any of those games really. What about Spider Man? What about when you jump off the building and you start swinging and the so, score so, picks up? So the, so like, like the combat, like that I liked, and I also liked the fact that there's like two takes for him doing every line: one while he's one while he's straining while he's swinging, and the one while he's not swinging. Yeah. And I like the the change between those two, but. I also found I also found a lot of instances where that came out really incorrectly. Right. So I'm sort of like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't know who I'd vote for on that one. And let's keep scrolling. There's best performance, so that's sort of based on the narrative of each. I, th I again, I haven't played enough to do it, but I thought um, Yuri Lowenthal did a great job as um, Spidey. What What are the nominees for best narrative? Best narrative. That's up here. Um, that's Art Direction. Okay. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead 2. I, I would never click. Spider-Man did a really good job. Spider-Man did a really, really good job. It was an incre- it was a great story from getting to end. You finished it, haven't you? I did, yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Although I did have some filler in the middle. Like, not every, not every mission was, like, great. In I didn't, narrative. yeah, like, yeah. I, I got tired of Spider-Man after a while. I don't know, the okay. story was good, but, like, I wouldn't say it was outstanding. I think it resolved really well. I think the, the, the way they took the plot, maybe that's what I'm doing more, is the, the actual plot points rather than... I mean, that's part of the narrative. Yeah. Can you scroll up? Um, I think I would, I think I... I think it's Red Dead? I mean, it sounds like it's, it's... It's got a lot of meat on its bone in terms of narrative. Like, 
I think you'd be wrong in saying that. Yeah. I don't think Detroit... Detroit had a lot of issues with its narrative. Yeah. Um, a lot of things that just didn't make sense. Um, so. Yeah, and Life is Strange episode two. I think there's not enough of that to be had. Yeah. I mean, like, it yet. specifically mentions the episode, yeah. though. Yeah, Life is Strange 2 episode 1 is a bit, bit strange. Um, <laughs> that sort of hasn't picked up momentum yet. Yeah. Um, in the way the first one did. Um, oh, they, they misspelled don't nod. Do not nod. It's just dot nod. Dot nod. <laughs> uh, the last one I'm curious about is Art Direction. Okay, so that's right here. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead 2, and then Return of the Obra Dinn. Like... All those games are, I mean, apart from Octopath, which I thought was really ugly. Oh. None of them are like, it's all very same samey, right? Not Oberdin. I mean, Ober- no, I was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Oberdin is like the only one that stands out in that category. Yeah. I feel. That's fair. And maybe Octopath, but L- I personally L- didn't like Octopath. I, re- I really liked Octopath, but I, I I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, like comparing it to last year, which was Cuphead, which was always going to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was up against Zelda. Persona, Horizon, Destiny 2. See, they're, they're all different in terms of art design, like art, art yeah. design. Yeah, like, Breath of the Wild nothing... was really striking, and so was Persona. Yeah. yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing here apart from those two that are outstanding. Red Dead 2, I don't know about its art direction, but it's, 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 gorgeous, it's, it's visuals, it's general, like, graphics. Yeah, like, are... like, it's it's technical art, isn't it? Yeah, incredible. but like, it's not uh, doing anything that something else, like in terms of like, mm. um, yeah. colours and Cetera, cetera, yeah. I, th- I think God of War, from what I've seen, has done a lot with that. Working in that yeah. snowy landscape and with all the the, the fire effects and the, the stuff that glows, the stuff that pops out of the environment, adding color into that world to make it vibrant. I thought they did a lot, a really good job of it. But yeah, um, like the, there are some great like set pieces in that game that like seriously look great. Um, I remember when that game came out. I think I was saying that that was that was probably the most impressive game I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I before this year for me it was Uncharted. Um, I think now it's Red Dead. Mm. Because that game is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is... Stunning. It is It is incredible. The lighting and... Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see. that these. This comes out... Um, December 6th or something? December 6th, yeah. It's just before Smash. Yeah. Everyone's voting Florence, right? What, for Games for Impact? Yep. I did. No? I did. Support. Celeste. Support. Celeste. Carrie, who are you? Carrie. Florence is about a... It's a very, very, very well-told story about a relationship. Yes. Which I feel like is a very, very well-trodden ground. And they did it very well, and I loved it. And I, I don't think anyone's done it as well as they have. But the issues they touch on with Celeste and the way they do it, it's, 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 it's Celeste. Florence. Florence. Florence doesn't talk about depression, doesn't talk about anxiety, doesn't talk about accepting yourself. Yeah, doesn't have to though. Those things in Celeste, for me, much more outweigh the very heartfelt and honest and very well done storytelling of Florence. But it's not the, it's not the masterpiece that Celeste is. I think Florence is a more uniquely impactful game than yes. Celeste is. I agree. Okay. I disagree personally, but that's 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 the the benefits of object I mean, subjectivity. Objectivity. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Great. Well, yeah, it'll be fun to see. I remember last year when we um when we we were watching this it was our final day at AIE 
and it was it, we just put it on the projector and we were watching over lunch because mm. that just happened to be the time that it was on so that was that was fun we should we could do something like that now do a watch party just, oh, be, yeah. just be on at lunchtime so um, we could record a live reaction cast I, I'd be I'd be down to do that we just need a camera <laughs> uh, yeah great so um, I have no idea how long this one is because we didn't start a timer what so are we at we're at 138 oh great perfect um, it felt long yeah it did feel longer yeah. but maybe that's just because we weren't looking at the time yeah maybe and it's also a sleepy day it is a sleepy day um, hey audience thank you so much for listening um this has been the fifth episode of the Minimap Cast. Um, if you want to hear more of our voices talk about things, you can listen to our old episodes if you haven't already, or even if you have and you really liked them, or even if you didn't, you could just listen to them anyway. We'd really like that. <laughs> um, but if you want to hear more of us, we have a second podcast. It's the Game Spoilers Podcast. It's our monthly game club where we talk about a, a game of our choosing. We, we play it before we record, and then we talk about it in depth, the things we liked, the things we didn't. Uh, the last game we did was Last Day of June. Uh, we recorded that with our friend Ollie, which I mentioned before. And the next game that we're recording in, uh, recording and releasing in two weeks. Um, oh, what is it? Event Zero. Event Zero, that's right. Yeah. Um, which is like a uh, chatbot on a space station, from what I've heard. It looks, it sounds, it sounds like it's done a lot of really good things with the narrative. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. You should also look forward to playing it, and then buy it, and then play it, and then listen to us talk about it. Or maybe only do one of those myriad things. But uh, we would love it if you did one of those. Um, you can find this podcast on almost all audio services. Uh, let us know if there's one that you wanted on that it isn't, and we'll try and help you out. Uh, you can also find this podcast at minimap.com, or rather at www.minimap.com. You can find us on Twitter, at minimapau. You can find Jeremy at... Everyone Jazz. You can find me at KJPalmer underscore 24. You can find June. Uh, June is J-U-N underscore E-double-S. That's all on Twitter. Um, I think that's about it. Keep a, keep a look out for articles on our website. That'll appear... We're probably pumping one out a month at the moment. Um, the latest one was my Red Dead 2 article about uh, why it's a really fun couch co-op experience, even though it's a single-player game. I, uh, I really enjoyed writing that article, and I think you should give it a read. Um, I think that's about it. Pretty much. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks before the Game Awards. Uh, and before Smash. And once Smash comes out, ooh, baby. We'll be releasing on the day that Smash comes out. We could record very late on, like, the 6th. Oh, no, that'll be on the Friday. Yeah, no, so we'll probably... We could maybe release it a little bit later, get Smash Impressions, get Game Award Impressions, and then... Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure that out. out. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.